And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'll be perfectly honest. This is probably a discussion that could potentially go into the 5 o'clock hour. Um, it's still open lines. You can call about anything that you want. But a, a caller called up and asked a, a question and said, you know, nobody's really talking about the issue of online pornography and its impact on society. And there is a, a vast discussion that needs to happen with that. And for the record, that discussion right now is really only happening within men's groups. Men are starting to have this discussion. Men are encouraging other men to abstain from pornography. And nobody else is. Absolutely nobody else is. Schools are forcing pornography down your throats. Um, women are promoting pornography left and right with their own accounts. The non-pornography yet, uh, we'll call them titillating content on stuff like Instagram and, and TikTok and things like that. You know, even if it isn't full-blown pornography, it is still promoting pornography. And so what you do have is you do have a lot of men that are trying to, to get other men to focus on being men and developing themselves and to get away from that stuff, uh, to stop being simps and, and things of that nature. But there aren't that many of them. And the ones that do try to do that sort of a thing get deplatformed and banned. If you're a fan of Andrew Tate, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But here's the, here's the thing that really needs to be discussed. Pornography isn't a problem in society. Pornography is a symptom. Girls develop earlier than boys. Now, this has traditionally not really been a big problem until the internet and the clout culture that we have right now. So girls develop a lot earlier than boys. Uh, girls also have access to social media and Instagram, TikTok, filters, uh, things of that nature. And they're able to get a lot of attention from a lot of people very early. If you are an attractive girl, and I'm not talking about women, but if you're an attractive girl and you post online, you will get attention. If you are a boy, and you post online, only your friends care. That's it. You're not going to get a lot of attention. So from a very young age, as girls start to post and they start getting attention, oftentimes that attention is from older people. Uh, their, sometimes their self-esteem kind of goes through the roof. Now, for a lot of girls, and I was just having this discussion, too, with Alyssa during the, uh, during the break, um, a lot of girls have very poor self-esteem personally, and so they use filters and things like that on the Internet to artificially boost their self-esteem by posting altered versions of themselves online. And they get attention from people that way. So while you you might call them catfishes okay they're not necessarily trying to catfish an individual but they're they're dramatically changing their appearance there are some women and god bless them who are routinely doing tiktoks and instagram videos showing how they completely change how they look from the moment they wake up to when they actually post online and we're talking like women who are 50 some odd years old look 19 and 
again, bless these women for posting these things because they're trying to tell everybody, look, what you're seeing on the internet is not real. It just isn't real. And a lot of people are manipulating you and that sort of thing. It's like Hollywood. When you, we have access to Hollywood level special effects in our mobile phones now to change our appearance. And people take advantage of that. And angles and things like that. People are learning all of this stuff. They didn't know that before. And they didn't have access to any of that stuff before. So you're getting young girls who are getting a lot of attention from people very early on. They get an inflated self-esteem. And as a result of having an inflated self-esteem, they're not interested in boys their age because boys their age are not as developed as they are. And they're not as mature, air quote, mature meaning an age, to the now men who are giving them attention online. And this becomes a problem for preteen, high school, college, early 20s. This is a major issue. Now, if you are a somewhat awkward, just-hitting-puberty teenage boy, and you can't get any attention from anybody, not in person, not online, all of the girls you go to school with, they're getting tons of followers simply because they post stupid dances or pictures of themselves with bikinis and things like that. You can't get noticed at all. You've got three followers. Becky in homeroom has got three or 5,000 followers. Okay? For a normal individual, that is a massive amount of people. You know how many people absolutely lose their... Am I right about this, Alyssa? How many people lose their mind when they get 1,000 followers? Big deal, right? For me, it's like, eh, I only have 1,000 followers. Not very good. But that's my job. Whereas for an average person, they've hit it. They've made it. Right? So if you're a girl, you're getting that attention from all over the world. People are sliding into your DMs or saying sweet things about, oh, you're beautiful, you're sexy, you're awesome, you're, you're this, you're that, you're that, you're amazing. And meanwhile, the, the guy who's now a little lanky, starting to get some acne, is a little awkward when he walks because his tendons are stretching. He can't get any attention from anybody online, and he can't get any of the girls to look at him in his class or his school because they're getting attention from other people that they view as better. Where does that boy turn? to deal with his hormones. Anyone? Porn. That's where it goes. She doesn't have to. She's now on the path to making it. She's making pornography. She's on that path. He's on the path to social isolation and using pornography just so he can deal with his hormone levels. And as these two, and I'm on, on the video screen, as these two kids who are the same age are now veering off in different directions, she becomes a teenager. She becomes in her, in her, she gets into her young 20s. And she's now sleeping around. And she's dating people. And he's not. Now he's trying, but he can't make anything work. He doesn't have enough money. He's not successful enough. He doesn't have enough, enough clout. He's a social pariah in her book because she's still continuing to build up all of these, these ego boosters in her social media profiles. And they just continue to drift apart. 
And then, uh, quite frankly, a lot of women end up being really mean to these boys. Well, I got to continue this coming up, but I mean, we're not done with this. More coming up next. I want you to know that I'm in dangerous territory here by even discussing this. I used to talk about this stuff many, many, many years ago before there were Andrew Tates, before there were these people who were making a living doing this type of stuff. And their delivery is obviously very different from mine. Uh, it started with a segment I used to do, um, which was Casey's Rules for Valentine's Day. And I, I did this, I think, for, I don't know, 13, 14 years I stopped doing it a couple of years ago, and and the reason that I stopped doing it a couple of years ago is because every time I mentioned it, there would be massive calls for me to be fired and that sort of thing. There always were. It's just that it continues to get worse as third wave feminism continues to um, throw themselves further down the sewer pipe of society. So this is, you know, what people like Andrew Tate are saying is not new. It's old advice. It's just that we have so many fatherless kids. They're not getting this advice from dads anymore. So they need somebody who is an influencer or a radio host or whatever to give them this advice. And sometimes the advice is good and sometimes it's not good, folks. It's, you know, they're human beings. But... There's a growing community of young men who are trying to figure this out. They understand that their path is, is not right. So we left off. Girls mature. They go through puberty earlier than boys. They start getting attention earlier than boys. Now you throw in the mix social media and parents giving 10, 11, and 12-year-old kids a smart device, which for the record is a very bad idea. What do 10, 11, and 12-year-old kids see everybody doing? TikTok. Everybody. So they hop on TikTok. Alyssa and I were just sharing a couple of stories from people that we've run into on TikTok just within the past couple of weeks and how they're abusing their own kids and exploiting their kids on TikTok. Why? For social clout. We live in a, a society that seeks clout. So you've got these young girls who start developing. They've now got social media. They post on social media as they're developing. They're getting attention from thousands of people. They could be from a small town that has 150 people in it. They're getting attention from men and boys all over, all over the world. Now, Becky might be a four out of 10. Becky now thinks she's a nine out of 10. Maybe Becky really does feel like she's a four out of 10. But she's using filters to portray herself as a 9 or a 10 and still getting that attention. Okay? What does that do to somebody's ego? How many times have you seen... Let me give you a perfect example. Uh, Megan the Stallion. Okay. I'm not going to chastise somebody for looking the way that maybe they want to look. Megan the Stallion's not an attractive person. By an objective standard, not an attractive person. Most people who are honest, if you polled 10,000 10, people, 9,998 of them would say, yeah, no, she's not attractive. I'm not trying to hate on her. I'm just highlighting that there is a push to make unattractive people attractive in under the guise of body positivity. 
The problem with body positivity when it's used in that context is that people don't make strives to make themselves healthier. And when they don't make themselves healthier, they don't want to take ownership of that. They want to blame other people for that. This goes this goes for men too, okay? I'm not just I'm just using this as an example because toxic femininity and feminists have made this body positivity movement about you're healthy if you're 450 pounds. You're not. If you want to live your life that way, that's that's fine by me. Live your life that way, but you're not healthy. Don't pretend that you are. If you're happy, I'm happy for you. If you're not happy, I want to encourage you to become happy. But that's not happening right now. So you get a lot of these young ladies who, frankly, are not what you would call lookers. Maybe they're average. Maybe they're cute. Maybe they're not attractive at all. But they're still getting attention. And because they're getting attention they have an inflated ego and because they have an inflated ego with thousands of people telling them how great they are online why do they need to look at kyle who's still going through puberty has acne ligaments are stretching out a little awkward a little lanky voice is weird he's in that in-between stage he's got that weird little mustache thing that's going on it's not a real mustache yet not quite enough to shave you know, why would she give him attention when she's got thousands of people over here? He's going through puberty. He's got those hormones raging. Where does he turn? It used to be that he could find normal looking girl in his school who maybe wasn't the most popular person either. There's always those who bloom and they're just great, right? All the time. But for average people or even below average people, you know, they they kind of, they find, hey, if I'm a four, I can deal with four and five, maybe a three, you know, that sort of a thing. If I'm a six, you, you're, you date kind of in your range most of the time. So most people do. There are exceptions to that, but that's what most people do. Well, now you got fours and fives thinking they're eights and nines. Meanwhile, he knows he's a four or five and he can't find a four or five at his school because they believe they're eights and nines. They won't give him the time of day. He has nobody to date. He's got no outlet, and so he turns to pornography on the internet. And as the years, not days, not weeks, not months, years go by, where that is his only outlet, and she's now built followers, she's developed more, she's got more clout, she's got more attention from people online. Like I said, she's moving towards the OnlyFans stage. He's moving towards the incel isolationist stage they're completely going in opposite directions and then those young girls do what young girls have always done they date older guys those older guys are not interested in marrying those younger girls got news for you ladies they're not they're not interested and i'm talking about like teenagers high school early college that sort of thing okay, i'm not talking about young women you know, below 30 or whatever. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about purely the developing aspect here. Those older guys that are, you know, grades older than you or in college, they're not serious about you. They're not. You are, to put it bluntly, a repository. 
And the more times you're used as a repository, the less likely anybody wants you. And the harder it becomes for you to connect to somebody. See, oxytocin is extremely important in the female brain. That is what they call the bonding chemical. Men, less important. Women, very, very important. There's all the scientific research on this. I'm not repeating to you what some influencer is saying. I've been talking about this for almost my entire adult life. Women are very reliant upon oxytocin as a brain chemical. That is the pairing chemical. The more times that a woman is intimate with somebody and then breaks that relationship off, the less her body develops and produces oxytocin. Which means she's less likely to bond with a partner. This is medical scientific fact. When that happens, she's less likely to get into serious relationships. Now she's only looking for somebody who can pay bills, take care of her, you know, maybe um, build a, a nice luxury lifestyle or something of that nature. And who's not able to do that in their early 20s? Most men in their early 20s. They haven't built their careers yet. They're not wealthy yet. They're not established financially yet. So they still struggle to get women who are their age now. So women continue to date older men who are not interested in settling down with them. And they continue this cycle of not producing any oxytocin, not bonding with anybody. And maybe there's some good guys that come along who really want to bond with her, but she can't bond with them. He's not good enough. He's not tall enough. He's not muscular enough. He's not uh, famous enough. He's not rich enough. Doesn't have a nice enough car, nice enough house, whatever. I'm going to keep going with these guys who keep spoiling me with money. None of those guys are serious about her. She's a plaything. This guy's serious about her, but he's, he's not good enough for her. Because he's just starting out his financial life. So, she continues to go through the cycle. He continues to develop professionally. Hopefully. Many men don't, but hopefully he does. There comes a time where he will be established. Sometime in his 30s or 40s. She's now hit what we call the wall. The wall is where you suddenly come to the realization you're alone and your biological clock is ticking. And that's for the lucky women who didn't get impregnated by somebody they were not serious about. So now she's desperately trying to find somebody to build a life, but she's rushing it. And she goes and finds this guy who's now successful in his late 30s, early 40s. She, she goes, okay, hey, I, I'm ready for you now. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm successful now. Now I can do what people my age were doing to you when you were 20. So I'm going to go play with the 20-year-olds. And good luck finding somebody your age who will accept you with all of your baggage. And I'm not trying to shame anybody here. Just trying to give you a basic reality. And her inability to bond with somebody is going to affect her relationships for the rest of her life.
There are some studies that say that you can rebuild that oxytocin production, but you have to completely cut yourself off from relationships for an extended period of time for your body to start doing that again. Which means she's going to have to be alone for at least a couple of years before the bonding chemical in her brain starts producing the way it's supposed to produce in women. Which further takes time away from her. So then you run into a, an issue where you sometimes you have women in their late 30s and their early 40s, they're dating five or six people at a time because they're desperately trying to find a husband. What happens when those guys find out what she's doing? Are they interested in her? Plus, once again, she's dating several people at once. She's not pair bonding with anybody. And the cycle keeps continuing. And then what do we get at the end of that? Because I know there's going to be some people, no, 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 that's true, that's true. It's all true. And it's all backed up not only by scientific research, but it's all backed up by the facts of our, our own data in our own government. What are men doing right now? I should say, what are they not doing? Alyssa, no, no men are not doing. They're not getting married. They're not doing it. They're not getting married. Have you seen the American birth rate right now? It's in the trash. They're not, we're not having babies. We're not getting married. The people who are having babies tend to be low income. And there's plenty of videos explaining why low income women are having babies with multiple fathers because they get more money. You get more money if you have four kids from four dads than four kids from one dad. Did you know that? The government will give you more money. True story. There are women who post instructional videos about how to do this online right now. And maybe those men wanted to be fathers. Maybe those men wanted a family. Eh, nope. Turns out he was just a paycheck. So our birth rate goes down. Our marriage rate goes down. And what happens? Men decide. Maybe they're starting to hit the gym. If they don't isolate themselves, maybe they hit the gym. They better themselves. They hang out with other men. They're not interested in women anymore. Women are now an occasional recreational activity. And I realize that a lot of this, I realize that a lot of this is because men were substandard for a period of time in the 90s and the early 2000s. I appreciate that, ladies. I really do. Fathers weren't sticking around in the house. I understand that. And I understand that women adjusted, and so they just, well, if men are going to you know, not stick around, I'm not going to stick around either. But we have got to get to a point where people start to realize you're more valuable than what strangers think of you on TikTok and Instagram. And frankly, they're not important. And we've got to start learning how to pair with one another again. Because this is just going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. 45% of Gen Z wants to start a career and they want their profession to be as an online social media influencer. 45%. So you've got almost half of Gen Z wanting to do the thing that is literally destroying our society right now. How do you think that looks for the future? More coming up. 95.3 MNC.
When we had the five-star radiothon, I was talking with with uh, Coach Seth, who's a friend of mine, and I was telling him just some things that were happening at my daughter's school last year. My oldest daughter was in public school last year. Most of you know that. Nine years old in public school, and she came home. She goes, Dad, I need to talk to you. Okay. She was something happened at school. Okay. Um, I know that parents always say that they have a good kid. Objectively, I have a really good kid. My oldest is well-grounded, super intelligent, kind-hearted. Okay. So when she comes to me saying something's up, it's scary. Should be scary for any parent, but it's, it's not normal. And she came to me and she says, the kids at recess are looking at things that they shouldn't be looking at. Like, what are you talking about? She showed me a website that the kids were accessing with their school-issued iPads that bypass all of the the parental restrictions that are put on the government-issued iPads to keep kids from looking at inappropriate material. There's websites that are devoted to these kids being able to access these things on government iPads where they can see things that the school officials think that they have blocked. And in that includes adult material, including video games with adult themes and every single day for several days the kids would take their ipads somehow some way and some kids had smartphones and they would go outside on the playground for recess and they would all gather around and they would look at this stuff nine and ten year old kids i was telling this story of course we told the school they were they the school was mortified and immediately took action um but I was talking with Coach Seth about this during the, the Five Star Life Radiothon. And he looked at me and he goes, he goes, yeah, 10 years old is, is when my son was exposed to pornography at 10. I just read an article yesterday from a journalist who's got a 10-year-old kid who is just exposed to pornography for the first time. It happens so young now. So young. And you have schools that are trying to make it something that is a part of their curriculum from the moment they get into preschool. And all of the damage that comes from viewing that stuff without proper maturity or context or even maturity is now happening at younger and younger and younger ages. And again, kids like to emulate what they see. So I looked at that and I was like, no way on God's green earth that she's staying in public school. No way. And luckily we got her out. Is it going to be perfect? Probably not. Nope. Things happen in private school too. But um, not allowed to bring their iPads home. iPads stay in the classroom, monitored by the teacher at all times. Dramatic difference. Dramatic difference. Pay attention to this stuff, folks. I mean it. Pay attention. Online pornography is not the problem. It is the symptom. MNC News Time is 532.
It's time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. Uh, people are begging me for this song. For those of you who don't know, the live stream, we have a tradition on Fridays. At the end of the week, we play a very not-safe-for-work song. I will not have time today. Um, I I am already late to an event that I have to get to, and they said it would be okay if I was late. So I literally have to bolt out of here the moment Bill O'Reilly opens his mouth. So I'm I'm going to be like a cartoon, like just whizzing past uh, Alyssa, and her hair is going to be blown in the wind. It's going to be a whole thing. I'll make sure the camera's on her because I assume that it's going to be a whole great shot. She can use it for TikTok. It'll be a whole thing. Um, but <laughs> speaking of TikToks, you know. Um, but look, I've already got I've already got young people reaching out to me and saying, dude, thank you for this. And again, this stuff, look, I realize that Andrew Tate is a controversial character. I realize that that Kevin Samuels is a controversial character. But they're controversial in large part because they've been demonized by radical feminists who don't like them. Now, let me ask you just a very simple question here. And I'm not saying that I agree with everything they, that they say. I mean, Kevin Samuels has passed away here recently, so um, rest his soul. But he was a father figure to millions of young men who needed guidance. Jordan Peterson is a father figure to millions of young people who needed guidance. Uh, Andrew Tate, same thing. Okay. Now... Andrew Tate does it with a little bit more flair and a little bit more entertainment value, and but he does that on purpose. And if you don't know the context of how he's delivering his message to young men in particular, uh, it could easily be, be mistaken for him just being a chauvinist pile of trash. But that's not who he is. It's not what he's doing. He's, he's, he's doing a caricature at times to highlight absurdities of some of the things that he's talking about. If you spend any time actually watching some of his stuff, and I haven't watched a lot of it, but I watched enough when he started blowing on the scene that I was like, okay, well, who is this guy? I'll take a look at him. And he wasn't at all like he was being portrayed, as most of the time they are not. If you're a Rush Limbaugh fan, you understand this intimately. Rush Limbaugh was always portrayed a certain way. Rush Limbaugh was not the way that he was portrayed. I am not the way that I am being portrayed. Many of you are not the way that you're being portrayed. But this is... Who, who is it that benefits, do you think, from demonizing people like that and, and demonizing the stuff that I've just said? Now, the stuff that I've just said, even if you disagree with it, okay, what I've just said will not harm anybody if you take my advice. It will only benefit you if you take my advice. There's no harm in what I said. Bless you. Everybody's trying to give me COVID. What? Stop trying to give me COVID. I don't need monkeypox and I don't need COVID. Double thumbs up. <laughs> but, but this is everything that I've said. Okay, back on track. Everything that I said, if you followed the advice that I just gave you for the past 60 minutes, your life can only be better. So who am I really hurting by giving that advice? Who are other people hurting by giving that advice? Think about it. Who suffers when you tell young men to stop giving OnlyFans models their paycheck every every month? Who suffers? Women who do OnlyFans. Who props women on OnlyFans up? Well, radical feminists do. When you are 
simping for women on Instagram and TikTok, and then you stop because somebody says, stop simping, focus on yourself, develop a skill, develop a trait, be more marketable in the workplace, grind on your side hustle so that way you can make money and build a business. Focus on your job. If you're in a position to advance the ladder and you can do extra things to help with that, focus on that instead of looking at a string bikini on Instagram. Who hurts when we tell young men to stop doing that? The women who financially, monetarily, and of course with ego, who benefit from young men doing that. They're the ones that suffer. Because now they can't make a living just looking okay. Or, I mean, at least okay. They can't make a living just by showing their bodies anymore. And does it really hurt them, though? It just forces them to actually have to make money, you know, normal, conventional ways. How many adult film stars have to come out at the end of their career and go, I really wish that I hadn't done what I did? How many more? I, there's there's a lot. I think Lisa Ann, who's one of the most famous ones recently, she was in the business forever. She just came out. Like, I really wish I didn't do it. And she was one who routinely would go after retired adult film stars who went public and said, we regret it. And now she's in that camp. How many more? And should we be re rewarding people like the cash me outside girl with a million dollars the first day that she broadcasts on OnlyFans? Does that do anything but reinforce bad behavior? And what does that do to society? But I'm telling you right now, nobody wants to hear this. A lot of you parents, handing that smartphone to your 10 and 11 year old kid, you're the reason it happened. We're coming up, 95.3 MNC.